Father God, we give you glory. We give you praise. We say there is none like you. We thank you, Father, for your mighty visitation. We thank you, Father, for your love and kindness. We thank you, Father, for the grace that you have bestowed upon us. Father God, tonight we pray that speak to our hearts. May our hearts be the temple of your spirit. Father, may our hearts be a place that you will feel, oh God, okay to dwell. I pray that, Father, you will speak through me tonight. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a shout. Amen. All right, please be seated. And turn your Bibles with me to Psalm 91. We can even go home, right? Okay. Amen. Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. There is a place called the secret place. And if you hear the word secret, it is something that is hidden. It is something that is not easily accessible. So many times when you see a very successful person, one of the questions that we often ask is what is the secret of your success? That means that it is not something that is open to everybody. It's a secret. Hallelujah. You have to do extra digging to find what the secret is so if you want to find out the secret about some something sometimes you even need to book an appointment with a person so then the person will tell you what his secrets are so it's not something that you can easily reach your hands and grab it hallelujah and the bible says that there are people who dwell in that place called the secret place And if you dwell in a place, it is not a place that you go every now and again. When I want to visit you, I will come to where you dwell. Where your permanent address is. Where your home is. Where your bed is. Where all your belongings are. That is where you call home. And that is where you dwell. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that he that dwells in the secret place of the most high. Do we have ushers here? I cannot preach and become an usher. Either you take the microphone and preach, and I usher, or you usher, and I preach. Which one will you prefer? As you preach, then do your job well. That's all. We are tired of ushers who don't do their work. So, if you dwell in a place, that is where your permanent 
address is when we are coming to look for you we will come to that place and the bible says that he that dwells in the secret place that means that if you stay there if you live in that boulevard if you dwell in the secret place called the most high where you live just like you have the bronx you have brooklyn you have um, Nanuet, you have uh, Montauk, and you have whatever. There is also a place called the Most High. In that place, you will find out that the police will patrol the place all the time. You see, there are certain places you will never find a policeman there. When you call 911, it takes a long time for the police to come. Or sometimes, as you call, they know that in that place, people are generally they are some way so when you call them you know it takes a long time you know I have a home alarm you know and the first time I installed it I installed it because somebody broke into my house so I installed it and then every now and again you know the alarm will go off if you are not fast you know enough to decode it, it will go off. And as soon as it goes off, the, they will call. The alarm company will call. And then they will also dispatch a police officer to come and just survey the place and see if everything is okay. You know? But it so happened that the alarm goes off very you know, frequently. Somebody's slowness you know, some people, you know, just take their time to walk uh, before they, hey, what is this? And then the alarm will go off. Then the police will come. So, you know, it happens so often that even now when it goes off, they know that, you know, it's one of the usual things. So even now the police, they don't even come anymore. Or sometimes they come and then you see them at the back, you know, shining their torch. Because, see, when they come to that particular address so often, and it's false alarm, at a point, they don't even take you serious. And any time they come, they charge me for it, and it's false alarm. They charge me for it. So you also find out that there are certain neighborhoods. You can't just, you know, walk around like that. There are police patrol all over the place. And when they see you, they know that you don't belong there. So they can stop you and ask you questions. Because you don't belong there. And the Bible says that if you dwell in that secret place, then you will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That means that you will take advantage over the benefits that exist in that particular neighborhood. Do you understand what I'm saying? And God has secrets. And it is for only those who dwell in the secret place. Because if you don't live there, you cannot avail yourself to the benefits in that place. Unfortunately, it's a secret. And there are so many people who don't want to go the extra mile to assess what is what belongs to them in that secret place because it takes a little effort and if god has secrets 
Where do you think he has hidden them? Where? Where? I'm not tricking you. And I don't have a cane. So you can't be wrong. Where has God hidden his secrets? In his where? But then there is another place that God has also hidden his secret. There is another place. That place is prayer. God has a lot of secrets in his word and also in prayer. Prayer and the word of God, they go hand in hand. Somebody who prays a lot is somebody who is well-versed in the word. Because as you pray, you tell God what he has said in his word. So you are offering to God his promises and you are reminding him of his promises and you are standing on the promises of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is what you find in the secret place. Let me ask you a question. If Darlene Sheck, do you know Darlene Sheck or Hillsong is coming here tonight? What do you think will happen? You see, there are people who are not here tonight, right? Who would like to come here at 2 p.m. Because the line will be very long up to 95. Oh, yes. You know, because they want to see Darlene Sheck or Hillsong. So that tomorrow, tomorrow, they can say that, oh, you know, I was also there. You know, even uh, that your friend, what's his name? Tony, no, Sonny Badu. Those who go to Sonny Badu, when they come, they want to bring his songs into the, you know, into the church. And you have to abide by it. You see? So, if you have secrets, you will know that Prayer and the word of God is more important than Sonibadu. And it is more important than Hillsong. But how many people will attend prayer meeting and how many people will go and watch a concert? That is why I'm telling you that it's a secret. Hallelujah. It's a secret that you need to know. Amen. And if you have this secret you will not be afraid of anything. Most of us don't dwell there. Most of us don't dwell in the secret place. Have you lived in your house um, yesterday? You lived there yesterday. And actually today you came from your house. Isn't it? But there are some people who have not come out of their Bible because that is not where they dwell. Because this morning they have not seen their Bible. This morning they have not seen prayer because that is not where they live. Or last week, Ebobaba. They have not. They have not seen their Bibles. Neither have they seen prayer because that is not where they live. That's not where they live. Maybe occasionally they visit there. Occasionally they visit there. But actually that is not where they live. So if you come look for them, you will not find them. So we want to look at somebody in the Bible who lived in that secret place. 
called the Most High. Hallelujah. And then when you live in that place, then you can claim the benefits also in that place. When you live in a place, you know that it affects your language. Isn't it? If you live in a place for a long time, it affects your language. How long, how long have you lived here? Sorry? 16 years? Please, can you come, please? Can you come? How many years have you lived here? How many years? 20 years. All right. How long, how long have you lived here? 15 years and 16 years. Wow. Wow. Anchor, how long have you been here? 10 years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bimbo, how long have you been here? 13. Come. Give me a microphone. Please re- read read the scripture for me. Shh. He that dwell in the secret place. Hey, if you don't keep quiet, you will give me five verses on salvation. Lord, I have mercy. <laughs> oh, please hurry up. We, are, we, don't, we don't have time. He that dwelleth in the secret, secret place of Most High shall abide under the shadow of, or under the, shadow of the mighty. Okay. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for Mr. Bimbo. Can you please read it for me? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. You know, come. That's my buddy. That's my friend over there. After that, you come and sing for me. Hey, then you, then you started very early. Read that for me. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. How, how long, how long, how long have you been here? 17 years. 17 years. And how long? 13. So did you see the difference? You saw the difference? You saw the difference? What difference do you see? What difference? Make sure the mic is, is on. Hello? Right, for the ladies that have been here longer, you can see they, they have some little slangs, some, you know. Yeah, they have some language. slangs in it. Compared or they have accent. They have more accent compared to our All young right, brother okay. who is. I mean, I don't even know what accent is. Because somebody from London will tell you that you have an accent. Somebody from Ghana will tell you that you have an accent. But there is a difference. You see, there is a difference. Where you live, right, it affects the way you speak. Oh, thank you very much. Please sit down. 
where you live affects the way you speak. Sometimes when my wife speaks, my kids, they laugh at her. And they try to repeat what she says. Because she was not born here. So whatever she does, you, 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 know, you will know that she comes from a very far away place. Do you understand what I'm saying? And they laugh at her all the time. Me, they laugh at me, but not in my presence. <laughs> so, where you live, where you dwell, it affects your language. So, somebody who lives in the secret place of the Most High, that is prayer and the Word of God, it affects the things he says. So the next verse, he said, then I will say of the Lord. I will say. I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge. My fortress. My God. In him will I trust. His language is very different. That person who lives in the secret place of the Most High, when problems come, when issues come, when the writing is signed that anyone who will bow to any other God, apart from the God of Nebuchadnezzar, that person will be killed. But he will never mind about, you know, a law that man has passed. He will still go to his room. He will turn his face to the east. He will shut his door. And then he will pray. Because that is where he dwells. So he will say that even though I am doing something against the king's will. I know whom I have believed. This is where I dwell. This is my location. I am not about to change my house. I'm not about to change where I dwell. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. That is where He dwells. So He can speak boldly about where He dwells. And He can avail Himself of the promises. Of the place where he dwells. But if you don't dwell in the secret place of the most high. You don't know the benefits. That are available to those. Who dwell in the secret place of the most high. I always say to myself. That it is not. That God's promises are not yea and amen. But. It is our fault. The way we are. It's our fault. Our poverty is because of us. You see, God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. He has given us spiritual blessings in high places. And all that we need to do is to open our mouth so that he will feel it. But we have not opened our mouth. 
the promises are in his word. All the promises are in prayer. But we don't come. Think about it. If Darlene Sheikh was supposed to be here tonight, this place will overflow. If we have prayer meeting, it will not overflow. You will feel like the people are anemic. And even the prayer. So it is not God's fault. But those who dwell there, those who dwell there, when situations come their way, they say, I will say of the Lord. His language is very different. I say his language is very different from somebody who does not dwell in the secret place. He cannot say that I, I, I will say of, of, of the Lord. He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God. In him will I trust. Do you know David? He dwelled in the secret place. That was his abode. So one day there was a situation. So when he arrived on the scene, the people who did not dwell in the secret place, they did not know what their God could do. So you know what happened? Anytime the devil comes and roar, they will all scatter. But this guy who dwelt in the secret place came to the scene. And then when he heard the devil roar, he said, I'm familiar with this thing. This work, I've done it before. I've done it before. I am actually coming from one. So, whilst the people were running away because they don't dwell in the secret place, the one who spent all his life in the secret place, he came and then he said, that, Oh, this guy, I can take care of the situation for you. Because where I dwell, my pets are lions. Not cats. Lions are my me, alright? You hold it. Hold, hold the thought now. We'll come to that one. My pets are lions. And when they misbehave, I put them to death. So, this guy who is you know, behaving like one of my junior pets Right? Is there a problem there? No problem. Ask her why she's laughing now. (laughs) Right? He said that this guy, I can take care of him. So those who don't dwell in the secret place and those who don't know their God. The Bible says that those who know their God, they will do exploit. So those who don't know their God, they were looking at the whole problem in the human way and providing answers that way also. But he said that, you know what? Where I dwell, the chief in the place is God. He is our army commander. Actually, his name is the Lord of the, uh, of, of the armies of the Israel. He is our commanding officer. And this guy, I can take care of him. So you see, they put the coat that the king wore on him. He said, where I dwell, we don't use that. 
we don't put confidence in human resources. We don't put confidence in human resources. Unfortunately, if you don't dwell in the secret place, you walk by sight, not by faith. You walk by sight. Your confidence is in human resources. Your confidence is not in God. You can't say that, and I will say of the Lord. You can't say that. You will say, and I will say of my bank account. And I will say of my car. And I will say of my job. And I will say of my house. If tomorrow your house is swept away. If tomorrow you lose your job, what are you going to do? But he said that, I will say of the Lord. Because where I live, where I live, the Lord is our refuge. Our confidence is in the Lord. You see, we can't blame God. We can't blame him. Because he has given us everything to assess. But we are not assessing it. So this guy, when he came, I'm talking about David. When he came, he looked at the guy in the spirit. You see, so many times we magnify our problems more than magnifying the God who can destroy the problem. So, when he was going, the people assessed him in the flesh rather, rather than in the spirit. The guy was a small boy. He looked very handsome. I mean, he looked like a child, a boy. So they said that you can't fight with this guy because he has been a man of war from his youth. You, you just arrived. You know, but they were assessing him in the natural, in the flesh. But they didn't know that he was an obuntia in the spirit because he dwells in the word of God and in prayer. So he is very strong. He is mighty. He is strong in the spirit. And even his weapons. You have to be in the spirit to assess the weapons. Because the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. These are the weapons that we use in the secret place. So when he came and then he had his secret place weapon. They were assessing his weapon through the flesh. But he did not dwell in the flesh. But in the secret place of the most high. So he had this confidence. And he said, and I will say of the Lord. He is my refuge. You see, for you to say that, I will say of the Lord, he is mine. Something that is yours, you have laid claim on it. It is yours. So, for you to say that this is mine, it means that it is actually yours. You can lay claim on it. And you can say that this is mine. I mean, he dwells in the secret place and he knows the man who controls the secret place. So, he says that this is my God. In him, Will I trust my God and I will trust? But if you don't live in the secret place, you will be like grasshopper, according to Reverend um, Bright. You will be like grasshopper. 
And you are moved by the things you hear. You are moved by the things you see. There is a song that we sing. No, 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 no. Uh, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It will come. It will come. La, your steadfast love. But the, no, but the, no, the chorus. I eat my fill from the abundance of your household. I eat my fill from where? Of whose household? So I will say of the Lord, he is my God, my refuge. In him will I trust. So I eat my fill. That means that my resources, my resources comes from where? Comes from where? Comes from where? It comes from the Lord because where we live. You see, there are some states you don't pay state taxes. Do you know that? So where I live, my source of, 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 of the things I have is from the abundance of his household. And look at even the word abundance of his household. So that is where I draw my resources. Because in the natural, there are certain things I cannot afford. If I am assessing the abundance of my household, then sometimes I get broke. Do you get broke sometimes? You get broke sometimes. Because you don't dwell in the secret place. You, you, you draw on the abundance of your household. But I eat my fill from the abundance of your household. And I drink from the streams of of rejoicing ahead. Then you can say, you are my what? My king. So where we dwell, Jesus is our king. So we, do, so we draw from his abundance of his household. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let's go to James chapter 5. James chapter number 5. And let's read from verse 16. 17. Verse 17. Give me New Living Translation. You know what? It's fine. Elijah was as human as we are. Are you human? Just as you are. Who are you? Ask yourself. Before you can answer this question, the first thing you need to ask yourself is who are you? Or who you are? In the first place, the Bible says that Elijah is as human as we are. If God sent an angel to come and save us, he will not be able to. Because angels are very different from us. But when God sends somebody to come and save us, he sends somebody that we were created in his image. And he had to, you know, condescend to become like man. To feel the way we feel. 
to go through the same struggle that we go through so that he could save us. So the Bible says that Elijah was a man subject to like passions. That means that the things that sometimes go through your system, the, feel, the, the feelings that sometimes you feel, the feeling that you feel, you see, and sometimes when you are going through that feeling, you think that you are somewhere. You are not somewhere. You are human. You are human. You are not somewhere at all. You are not. Actually, if you don't have that feeling, you will be somewhere. We don't know whether you are this or you are that. You see, so the Bible says that, you know, sometimes we feel that we are not even worthy. To come before the Lord. And we think that God does not listen to sinners. True or, or, or not true. That God does not listen to sinners. But I dare to differ. Otherwise, where will this you know, scripture stand? If you confess your sins. He is faithful and righteous to forgive us. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Then you can pray for forgiveness. In it. Okay. Should I give you another scripture? Acts chapter 10, Cornelius. He was a righteous man, but he was not saved. And as long as you are not saved, you are a sinner. But God heard his prayer and sent somebody. He sent Peter to him. So God hears us. You understand what I'm saying? That is not my preaching. But let me come back to where I started from. So, the Bible says that Elijah, he was a man subject to like passions. That means that the same way you feel, Elijah also feels the same thing. Sometimes you don't feel like going to church. It's a feeling. Oh, I'm very surprised that there are people here who feel like they don't want to go to church. You are very some way. <laughs> you see, sometimes outburst of anger. Sometimes you don't want to pray. Sometimes you don't want to read your Bible. Sometimes you don't want to go for the camp meeting. Even though it has been announced and announced and announced and announced. You say me, yeah. Elijah was a man subject. To like passions. Elijah was a man subject to like passions. But this same man changed the whole world with his prayer life. That means that no matter who you are, also subject to the same passions. What are some of your passions? You lie sometimes, you cheat sometimes. You still sometimes subject to like passions. And Elijah was a man subject to like passions. You see, so God is trying to tell you that you are not different from Elijah. There are some people who put themselves down. If God has not ruled you out, don't let anybody rule you out. I said, if God has not ruled you out, 
Don't let a human being rule you out. You should be more concerned about what God thinks about you. Be more concerned about what God thinks about you, not what a human being thinks about you. Because you see, as for human beings, we look at the outward behavior. Isn't it? How we look outside, outward appearance. Then we say, hey, hey, you're fine, hey. But that is not how God, that is not how God analyzes things. You see what I'm saying? Pastor Andre, Bishop Andre, who came to have the convention, he said that a lady came to um, her, sorry, him, and said that, pray, pray for me to get a husband. He said, you see, we men, we look at the outward appearance. Ain't it? Every man, including your pastor. Me too. We look at the outward appearance. We don't, we don't see your spirituality. It is inside. That when we need the grace of God to assess it. But we look at the outward appearance. So the pastor gave the church member a good pastoral advice. That this skinky hair, it doesn't bring... It does not bring, bring. So you, the sisters who have made yourself like Ojashios playing and um, drums, a lady playing with your skinky hair, you better, you know, you better change your mind. You better change. <laughs> forgive, oh, forgive. Your pastor says he needs. Lady Dramas. So, Lady Dramas, please do your hair. Go and play the drum, but do your hair. Alright? Uh-huh. I mean, when you are behind the drums, when you are behind the drums, let us see that you are a lady. Okay? Alright. That's all. Alright? But as for a man, he looks at the outward appearance. The Lord looks at the heart. Hallelujah. But this man called Elijah. Oh my God. He was able to change the whole world. With his prayer. The Bible says. That he was a man subject to like passions. And he prayed earnestly. That it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth for three and a half years. That means that God is trying to tell you that if Elijah could do it, you can also do it. All that you need to do is to dwell in the secret place. That's all. Hallelujah. So, what is the secret of Elijah? What is Elijah's secret? I already told you that prayer and the word of God, they, they go hand in hand. If you dwell in the secret place, you know what God has said in his word. So you can use the word of God to pray and to remind God of what he has said. Hallelujah. Otherwise, you cannot receive what God has destined for you. Otherwise, you, your prayers cannot cause the windows of heaven to open. Hallelujah. 
when you talk about Elijah, his story starts from 1 Kings chapter 17. Right? When God called him and then he had this, you know, encounter with a widow, this, that, ravens fed him. And this was chapter 17. And God told him about the sins of the people and because of that, he was going to cause drought to come upon the land. Then verse 18, Elijah now had to go and confront King Ahab and told him what the word of God says. So you realize that in chapter 18, he had an encounter with um, the, the, the idol worshippers. So he had to tell them that, look, if God is God, serve him. If you want to serve Baal also, it is up to you. Serve Baal. But don't serve Baal today and tomorrow you are coming to serve God. It is... It, it, you know, God doesn't like it. So there was a contest. Right? And then the people of God became victorious. So the people repented from their sins. Right? They repented from their sins. And they said that we will now worship the Lord. We will worship him. So they turned away from their wicked ways and now they said that they will worship him. So what is the success of Elijah's prayer life? Number one, the guy was well versed in the scriptures. So he used God's promises to remind him of what he has said in his word. When we pray, all that we are doing is that we are reminding God of his promises. So in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 13. Deuteronomy 11, 13. And it shall come to pass, if ye shall hearken diligently unto my commandments, which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. That I will give you the reign of your land. So now the people, they have repented. The idol worshippers have all been killed. So now they have come clean. So now Elijah was going back to God. And was using the word of God. For their deliverance. Because there was no rain. So now he had to find a scripture. You see, if God says something in his word, it is settled. You don't have to go and tell the Lord that if it is your will. It is not his will. He has said that in his word. So you have to stand upon the word of God. So Elijah came and stood on the word of God. He says, God, you have promised that you will give us the rain. That I will give you the rain of your land. In his due season, this is the season. The first rain and the latter rain. That thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thy oil. And I will send grass in thy fields for thy cattle. That thou mayest eat and before. Take heed to yourself that your heart not be deceived. So, what was he doing? He was just reminding God of his promises. Was he reminding God of his promises? Now the question is if he did not know the promises of God. If 
he did not know what the Bible says that the blood of Jesus has done for you. How can you remind God? You see, the Bible says that he watches over his word to perform. So if you don't know the promises of God concerning your life, how can you remind God of his promises? You see, that is why if, if, if you don't do well, it is not God's fault. It is your fault. Because he has given you everything. Just go and assess it. Just, I mean, just go assess the promises. Stand on the promises and open the windows of heaven. Just open the windows of heaven. Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. Deuteronomy 28. The Lord shall open unto thee his what? His what? His what? His good treasure. The Bible says that the Lord will open open unto thee his good treasure. The heaven to give the rain unto thy land in a season. And to bless. And to do what? And to do what? To bless what? That means that you must find work so that the Lord can bless it. You must find what? Work. Work so that the Lord can bless it. He says he will bless all the work of thine hand and thou shalt lend unto many nations and thou shalt not borrow. That means that you will never owe credit cards and mortgages and all those things. That is what it means. So you see, if you know the word of God, then you can go to your mountain and then bring down, bring down, bring down what God has said in his word. Oh Lord, have you not said in your word that you will open the heavens and give us your good treasure I receive this good treasure. And what is a good treasure? It depends on you. It depends on what you consider to be good treasure. Whether a job is a good treasure, it is up to you. Whether a wife is a good treasure, whether children are good treasures, it is up to you. Whether a car is a good treasure, it is up to you. And you will bless the work of my hands. How come that your paycheck is not enough for you? You are not appropriating the scripture. You are not. So Elijah went to the Lord with his word. He said, Lord, now the people, they have been no repentance. So now open the windows of heaven. Pour us rain, as you have said in your word. And rain is not ordinary rain that you see. It is a downpour. 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 That which causes flood. That is what the Lord is talking about. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh Lord. We give you glory. When you pray with the word of God, it is a key that unlocks all the storehouse of God's infinite grace and power. All that God is and all that God has are at the disposal of prayer and the word of God. Hallelujah. 
I'm telling you, you can't stand against the person who prays. You can't. So now, Elijah now went to the mountain to pray. Why? Why did he go to the mountain to pray? Why did he go all the way to the top to pray? Why did Jesus pick up Peter, James, and John to go and pray? And then, at a point, he left them, and then he went yonder. There are some people, when you go out to pray with them, they kill your faith. We started the all night, they came late. In fact, even to begin with, they came late. As soon as they came, they started going around like that. And then at a point, they collected chairs. And then they went to hide in the corner. I mean, they have killed the prayer. They have killed the whole thing. Listen, if you are praying with ojacious people, you can't sleep. You cannot. So Elijah, he left all the unbelievers, all the nonchalant prayer people, those who call themselves prayer warriors, but they won't come to church to come and pray. All night, you won't see prayer warriors. Early in the morning, you won't see prayer warriors, but they have a title called prayer warriors. He left all those people. He could have gone, he could have gone with prayer warriors to the mountain, but he, you know, he did not go with them. And Jesus came back and saw the three prayer warriors who had been with him during his transfiguration. They were there. They saw the manifestation of the power. They heard the voice. And he took them along on this occasion also. That let us go. At least you saw the transfiguration. You saw the power. You heard the voice. Now let us go and pray. But they slept. So he came. He came and said, ah, 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 ah. So you could not even wait for an hour. There was a reason why Jesus took them. Do you know that? that? There was a reason. Because soon after that, Peter did not know that he was going to betray him. John did not know that he was going to be sent to uh, um, the uh, island of Portmos. And James did not know that he was going to be killed. You see, that is why if something happens to you, it is not God's fault. Because he has showed you the way. Let us go and pray. So that you will not fall into any temptation. But then you go and you cannot even wait for an hour. Just say, you need 10 minutes to cry. Just say, what's that? Hey, why? Why? So he went to the mountain. And what did he do? He prayed. First Kings 18, 42. There is something that he also did. He humbled himself. A prayer warrior should not be proud. You see, one day I was preaching in church. And I said that you see, sometimes if you, if you know how to do certain things, you know, you cannot bear with people who don't know what to do. Right? But your spiritual maturity is to be able to bear with people who don't know what to do. And then you just help them. You know, shepherd them. Help them. Don't just kill them. 
you know, and say things that would dampen their spirit because you know what to do. Do you understand what I mean? You understand what, what I'm saying? Okay. So, what happened? I told them that prayer warriors, sometimes they are very proud. Especially if they can pray for a long time. They cannot understand why we started the prayer meeting. 15 minutes, you are asleep. Every lunchtime, there is this lady at my workplace. Every lunchtime, she comes to call me. Nathaniel, come. She's the only person you know, who calls me by that name. What does she want me to do? She says she wants me to pray for her five minutes every lunchtime. So she comes to call me every lunchtime, five minutes. Then I'll pray, I'll pray for her, and then she's happy. Then she tells me that I, I'm trying to fast, but 11 o'clock, I cannot, I cannot handle it. And I said to myself that, ah, 11 o'clock, you can't handle it. What a shock. 11 o'clock. But you know, I remembered that I have been there before. So I said, Start small, small. So then she told me that, oh, her friend told her that, oh, she fasted for three days. I said, you are not there yet. <laughs> Start with 12 o'clock. Go to 2. Go to 4. Then you arrive at 6. Then you will try all day. Before, it will take you several years to get to three days. You understand what I mean? So I said that, you know, we have to bear with people who cannot also fast and pray like the way you did. Could you imagine that the head of the prayer warrior team got angry, left the, walked out of the service, left the church, and up to now has not stepped foot there. It confirmed what I said. But we need humility to come to God Ladies and gentlemen, God does not owe us anything. Don't say that because I have fasted for 41 days, God should answer my prayer. God does not owe you anything. And your fasting does not benefit God. It benefits you. So, you cannot say that, you know, that is how we are. When we feel that we are fasted, we, we, you see, your headache... The small headache that you have after fasting, it makes you feel powerful, but you are not. It's because you have not eaten. That is why your head is aching. It, it, is, not, it is not power. When you eat, it goes away. But you see, the small headache that you acquire when you fast, when you come, you know, you feel that power has come. And even the way you walk, you see, power, power has come. And then you say, God, today you have to do something. And then you start the do something new in my life. Something new. God is not going to do anything new. You need humility. Elijah was humble. Hallelujah. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah. You see, we have these two types of people in the, in, in the church. When we fast, there are some people who haven't heard what is going on. We will announce, hey, we are going to do three weeks fast. Ah, okay. Hey, we know those who are fasting. And we know those who are not. 
Isn't it? So as soon as the fasting is announced, you are like Ahab. You will go up and eat and drink. Oh my God. Okay. Hallelujah. So you see what I'm, you know, what I'm talking about? We are not all the same. Some will go up to eat. Yeah, my brother. Before you realize that we are even fasting, then when you are reminded, say, hey, you feel. Hey! One day we were fasting. One day, a certain church member. We were fasting. Oh. Then I decided to go and visit. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I arrived, he said, Pastor, who made it there? We just we just finished our life super. And I don't I mean I don't know the kind of meat that they use and fish. Hey, the, I mean the, the hand was smelling of soup. Then when I greeted the person, the 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 smell emanated from the hand to my hand. Hey! I tell you, I cre- I wash my hands, I clean my hand. You could still smell the cream, but still, still, you could also still smell the light soup. Your friend said, Impusu, forgive. Hey! So, some church members are like Ahab. They will go up. <laughs> they don't go down, they'll go up. And they eat and drink. Have you seen some church members like that before? But there will always be Elijah's. Always. So as for Elijah, he went up to the top of Camel. Hmm. One day, the church leaders, we went somewhere to go and pray. So as we were praying, the battery of the microphone, it died. So we were sent to go and buy batteries. So when we went, we saw our deacon, our deacon's car, parked underneath a mango tree. So we said, ah, isn't that deacon, you know, so, so and so, whose car is parked under the mango tree? So we decided to go and see what was happening. When we went, Opana, Opana, Opana has just relaxed, you know, reclined the seats. And he had ordered himself some McDonald's. He was the one who led the morning prayer. And after that, he was going for refueling. He had reclined. And he was grabbing his McDonald's. So we said, hey, D. Say, hey, yambre. Yambre. So, <laughs> so that became his name, Deacon Yambre. <laughs> Oh, we have a lot of Ahabs. 
in the church. And Elijah went up to the top of Camel. And he cast himself down. He cast himself down. It's an attitude of humility. He cast himself down. He said, God, if you don't appear, I'm not moving. Our sufficiency is of you. The fact that we, you know, fire has come down from heaven, it doesn't mean anything. The fact that you have shown me one miracle, it doesn't mean anything. Lord, I cast myself before you. I cast my, it's an attitude of humility. God does not owe you anything. So when you come before God, don't say that it is because of my tithe. No. It is because of my offering. It is because I am so, you know, so um, loyal in that. No, it is not about that. Elijah, he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. Oh my God, what a humble guy. He came with humility. He came knowing that, Lord, if you don't move, we can't move. If you don't move, nothing else can move. We are beseeching you. We are sinners. We need forgiveness. We need your mercy. We need your grace. We don't come because of who we are. We come because of the blood of Jesus. We come because of what God has done for us. Come with humility. Hallelujah. He was humble. Let's look at 1 Peter 5 and verse 5. 1 Peter 5 and verse 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourself unto the elder. Yea, all of you, be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisted the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Hallelujah. You have to do what? Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. When you come to God, come with humility. Humble yourself. Amen. Amen. James 4 verse 6. James 4 verse 6. James 4 verse 6. But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he said, God resisted the proud. But giveth grace unto the humble. Hallelujah. So you need to do what? You need to do what? You need to do what? Humble yourselves. Thank you. Humble yourself. Next point. Elijah was specific. Elijah was what? James 5, 17 and 18. James 5, 17 and 18. So when you are praying to God, don't generalize your prayer. When you generalize your prayer, you confuse God. God doesn't know what you want. So be specific. Listen to the scripture. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not 
on the earth by the space of three years and six months. What was his request? What was his request? He was specific. He said, God, no rain. No rain. Don't rain for three years. Don't send us any rain for three and a half years. That was it. So God will not be confused about what he was praying for. Pastor, pray for me. For what? I don't know. Anything. Anything. Come home and tell your wife you want anything. He will gather the food that the kids did not eat. And he will put everything together. Ah, bear. Bear, you said you want anything. Here you are. Be specific in your prayer request. Hallelujah. Be specific. God, I need a husband. Be specific. Otherwise, the husband that God will bring to you say, mm, I asked for a husband, mom dear, but wait there. But wait there. Be specific. Is that not the case? <laughs> you are laughing. <laughs> Be specific. What do you want? God, I need a job. Be specific. What kind of job do you want? What kind of job? Otherwise, you said, God, I asked for a job, but ask for this one there. Be what? Be what? Was Elijah specific? Yes, he was. He says, God, for three and a half years, send no rain. Send no rain. Amen. Amen. Let's move on. Next point. Elijah was earnest. Steadfast prayer. Earnest. James 5.17 tells us. It says, he prayed earnestly. Not only did he pray, but he prayed what? Earnestly. So, earnestly means he prayed in prayer. A prayer that you can describe as earnest prayer. It's different from doodling prayer. When people, when you say, shall we pray? You realize that five minutes, the people have started yawning. When we are singing and we are shouting, they, hey, 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 but let's pray. And then, and then they stop and they begin to look around. They begin to scratch their thighs. They begin to scratch their I mean, they don't have anything to say. But endless prayer is fervent prayer. It's serious prayer. It's the prayer with tears. It's the prayer that you, you know, you take hold of God and you say, Lord, if you don't bless me, you are not going home today. You are not going anywhere. You won't go back to heaven. You have to bless me before I release you. You have to. So they are praying with tears. They move back and forth. Sometimes they even take their shirt. Then 
Esther, kamo sekete, mato tata ha, kinki mole he 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 they are praying earnestly. You look at them and you think that they are crazy. You, you know, you will be laughing at them. But they are praying endlessly. And the Bible says that he prayed endlessly with all his heart. Oh God, send us the rain. Send us the souls. God, we will never leave you until, until you give us the whole of bronze. Oh, makaka, makaka, takaka, ramaka. You cry and cry and cry and cry to God. Endless prayer. Those are the prayers that get God's attention. Not this kind of prayer that you lie on your bed. Hey, where is my phone? It's 8 o'clock. Prayer time. Then, the way you even organize yourself and, and put yourself under the comforter. And then your phone is on your ears. then there is silence they will finish the prayer and everybody will just shut off and then you are on it too. You are on it. Then you look, you look at your hey, hey. The, the prayer was supposed to end at 10. By you, 3 o'clock. 3! <laughs> and you want breakthroughs. Break what? Truths. You are joking. <laughs> this is not. A, do, you know, do you think that was the prayer that Elijah prayed for rain to come? No. Endless prayer. Moving up and down. Oh, my shinde. Me jimmy kunu. She. Me jimmy kunu. 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 Obi ababam. Po. Me jimmy kunu. Po. Me jimmy. They don't sleep. You are claiming it from the heavenly realms. And you are sleeping. You are joking. I said you are joking. You are sleeping through. You are not breaking through. You are sleeping through. You are sleeping through. You don't, you, you don't pray for me like that. So sometimes uh, you need to. We are all guilty. We are all guilty. We are all guilty. Sometimes you'll be there and then you'll go, hey, any announcement, then you are confused. You start from, hey, hey. What, the announcement you are, it has nothing to do with what they are talking. Oh! You are like the disciples, like Peter. He slept and they woke him up. Hey, 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 Lord, hey, 
it is good that you are here. Oh, it is good that you are here. Hey, let us build them. Lord, we will build three tents. And then you will take one. And then we will give one. The guy was asleep. So when he woke up, he was talking nonsense. Nonsense. It's like the pastor who is asleep on the prayer online. And then they call him. Any announcement? Hey, tomorrow, tomorrow we are going for uh, 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 baby, baby, baby dedication. Baby dedication Sunday morning. Baby dedication Friday morning. When? Baby dedication when? <laughs> oh my God. This is not NS prayer. So, have you read? Do you know why you have prayed for a long time? But the heavens have now opened. The heavens have not opened. The heavens have not opened. Heavens have not opened. Acts 2.42. Acts 2.42. Acts 2.42. Acts 2.42. And they continued steadfast. Steadfast is loyalty. They were constant. They were immovable. Always abounding. Always. They continued steadfast. That means that they they were dwelling in the secret place. That was their, their location. Permanent resident. They were living there. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Steadfast. Constant. Loyal. Always. Abounding in prayer. That was their lifestyle. In Acts 6-4, the Bible says that the, the, the apostles said that look, let the people serve tables, but as for as for us, the apostles, we will devote ourselves to what? And to the word of God. That is the secret place. That, that was their address. That was where they live. James 4.2 The Bible says there are so many things in there, but I like only two things there. He says, you don't have. Because you don't ask. The reason why you don't have is because what? So if you ask, you will have. And it is true because we don't pray. We don't. Prayer meetings are the 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 the, the poorly attended meetings. That is why we don't have the people that we need to have in our churches. That is why we don't have the miracles that we need to have. You do not have because you don't ask. But in the church of old, they were experiencing miracles all the time. Because even when the church members were trying to Disturb the pastor. Say, hey, this is not our job. My job is not to go to a year in the night. My job is not to come for your 
baby naming ceremony and your uh, uh, even the ones that they are even now trying to draw us into baby shower what am I coming to do that is not my job my job is to pray and to minister the word this is my you know, my secret place this is my dwelling place this is where I dwell so the people look into the book of the Acts of the Apostles, all the 28 chapters. Every, every chapter is powerful. In, in chapter 8, Philip, he went somewhere to pray. He went to preach the word. Prayer and the word. And what happened? Miracles. Demons were scattered. Our churches, we are suffering because we don't ask. Let us organize all night next week. You will see how many people will come. And let us have all night the following week. You will see. Let us have darling Sheikh next week. You will see. Because we don't know the secret. We don't know. We don't know what makes a person great in the eyes of the Lord. We don't know. But these people, they lived a life of prayer. That was their secret place. You don't, the reason why you don't have is because you don't ask. You don't ask. You don't ask. You don't live in the secret place. It is not something that is important to you. It is not. And the things that are important to you, it is clearly seen. You see, in my church, I have gone on my knees. Prayer warriors. Prayer warriors. Do you know who a warrior is? Somebody who fights. Somebody who, 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 who can tell us that, hey, you sleep, we are going to war for you. No, prayer warriors, what do they do? They pray. Any. They pray, right? So if you see prayer warrior, you have seen somebody who prays, right? And I always say, prayer warriors, come to church Sunday early to come and pray before the service starts. Any, any, you won't see prayer warriors. I have said it for how, how, you know, how many years? You don't see them. Nah, it is not important. That's why the church is the way it is. Because we don't ask. So we don't receive. Hey, don't blame God. He hasn't done nothing. It's our fault. If he has given us the medication, put it in your mouth. The doctor can't take the medication for you. He will prescribe your problem and give you the solution. Take it. Take it. You don't have because don't have simple. Do we live in the in the in the praying age? Do we? We don't live in the praying age. There's something I wrote here. We live in an age of hustling and bustling. Of man's effort. Man's effort. What we can do for ourselves. What we can do. And man's determination Teach them loyalty. They will get to be loyal. 
<laughs> you were you were a joker. You just arrived. Of man's confidence. Of man's confidence. You are very confident in yourself. You are confident that you can do it without God's help. This is the age that we live in. Man's confidence. Confidence in yourself. And in his own power. To achieve things. We think we can achieve it. We, we, no, we think that we have the steps. We think that when you get Bishop's book and you read mega church, you will have a church full of mega people. Try, try it. Just try it. When I went to Ghana, you know, recently for my dad's you know, funeral, one pastor said, Hey, Lighthouse Chapel, I hear if you are a pastor there, it is not easy. You have to know all the books that the presiding bishop has written. Is it true or not true? What do you think I will say? I, cha- I mean, I changed the topic. <laughs> human push and human skipping. You know, we, we know, we know what to do. We can just do this, this, you know. We have to locate a popular neighborhood and build a church there. Because we are in a popular neighborhood, people will come. Yeah, let's sing some Domwai songs and let the church be, you know, active. And, yeah, people will come. He, human schemes. You won't go and win souls. You are going to collect a soul from somebody's church. Really? You see, human efforts. That is why we don't pray. You don't have because you do not ask. Hallelujah. Next point. Next point. We are learning about Elijah's secret prayer. Life. Next point. He was persistent. 1 Kings 18, 43. He was what? What is the meaning of persistent? You keep doing the same thing. You don't stop. If you see a lady and you like her, you must know. You see, if you don't know as a guy, you are pitiful. You must know that when you tell her that you like, you know, you are interested in her, you must know the answer. You must know that she will tell you no. You must know the answer. You must know. You shouldn't be surprised at all. When she says yes, it means that she has been eyeing you for a long time. And her prayer has come to pass. That is it, right? Mm-hmm. So when that happens, you must give an offering. But even if they are interested in you, they will tell you no. But if you, if you also think that they really mean what they have said, and then, then, no, then you were born yesterday. You were a child. Then you just arrived. Then you just arrived. Yes. Oh no, you there, you have helped yourself already. 
Now you go again. You go again. You are persistent. You go again. But you can't apply the same thing to prayer. You go again. And sometimes you behave like, you know, you have forgotten about it. But you just leave it for, you know, you are just like the devil. You know, you leave it for a while and then you come back again. But you are not the devil. You come back again. And when you come back again, this time you hit it hard. Pa, 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 pa. Until the Bible says in Isaiah 62 verse 8. Those who call upon the name of the Lord. Give yourself no rest. And give God no rest until. Until. Apply. You see you don't read the word so you don't know how to apply the thing to. Until. So now when you come. Power, 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 power. Again, I should be confused. She'll be tired. So you see, until she says, "My penis," you don't have to give up, unless of course you you know you don't want it. You understand what I'm saying? In prayer, it's like that, and God has given us a lot of scriptures concerning persistent prayers. And said to his servant, who said to his his servant? Elijah said to his servant, go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and he looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, he said what? Go again. How many times? How many times? How many times? Seven times. Persistent prayer. Seven times. You just started and you have given up. You are a child. I say you are a child. So the man of God, he didn't give up. And you realize that he sent his servant seven times. The first time when he went, there was nothing. Second time, there was nothing. He did not give up. He said, Lord, if you don't send the rain, you said in your word that you will open your good treasure. You will open the windows of heaven and send us rain. Down Paul. Where is your promise? Until, until your word is established. And the Bible says that God watches over his word to perform. Do you know why God delays sometimes? He wants to test us to see whether, whether we are okay Oh, we are not. Whether we really value what we are asking for. Do you know a sport child? A sport child. Tell me one, one, one characteristic of a sport child. Whatever he wants, he gets it. So you see, children, when you want, you know, when they ask you for something, and then you no, know, you don't give them. They put themselves on the floor. Then. They throw their hand. I mean, small thing, you know, they, you know, they, they, they lie flat. Because they are used to having everything. They are spoiled. So, you see, when they are asking for something, say, oh, no. Pray. Ah! 
then they are misbehaving. Misbehaving. Especially if they were born here and then they live here. Oh, Chrome Hound Colladius. Then the child is misbehaving. But sometimes God, God wants to test you and see whether you value. You see, there are so many things I can afford to buy for my kids, but I don't. Because, you see, sometimes they don't even value what you are giving them. I mean, they are used to having everything. So they think, I mean, that is how life should be. No, it's not. It's the, you know, it is not like that. They have to value. You know, they have to value what they have. Anything that they get, it is by the grace of God. They have to value it. So Elijah sent the servant seven times. Seven times. Persistent prayer. It was the eighth time. The eighth. He didn't give up. You have given up on your first attempt. You are not serious. The man of God sent his servant how many times? Seven times. Seven. And the seventh time when he went, there was still no breakthrough. But he knew the promises of God. And he knew that once he has seen it in the Bible, it shall surely come to pass. As for the vision, it is yet for an appointed time. But when the time comes for the vision to be manifested, it will surely come. It will never delay. It will. So he was persistent. Praying. Hallelujah. The last point. He was expectant. He was expectant. First Kings eighteen forty one. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. Why did he make that statement? When he told Ahab that get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain, he has not heard the sound. Neither has he seen the rain. But he has received it in his spirit because of what he has seen in the word of God. Right? So, he was expecting that if God has said it, it will come to pass. That was why, if you look at verse 42, He went up to call forth the miracles to come to pass. To call forth the word of God to be established. The fact that he has that conviction, he did not stop there. Now he has to activate the word of God to come to pass. Is that not the case? God has given him the word and the word is in his heart. But then he has to wage a good warfare for the miracle 
to come to pass. So he went to the mountain because he has told the king that go and eat, but I have heard. I have heard. A lot of you, God has given you promises, but that is where it ended. Hands have been laid on you. Hey, prophet Nishami, hey, Oshami, that's it but when you read 1st Timothy 1 verse 8 the Bible says that because of the prophecies that have gone on ahead of you now wage a good warfare wage a good warfare so he went to the mountain said I have received the word of God so now I'm going to pray it to come to pass That was why, when you read verse 43, 43, 43, he said to his servant, go up now, look, towards the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. There is nothing. Go seven times. If he was not expecting anything, he would have stopped at the first attempt. Or he would have stopped at the second attempt. But he was expecting. He was expecting. When you pray, do you expect results? When you stand on God's word, do you expect that he who has called us is faithful and he will do it? Do you expect? Or you just pray because we have to pray? Or because you come to turning point because you you just have to come? Are you expectant? Do you expect that the prayer that you prayed will come to pass? The man of God expected a result. So he told Ahab, go, I mean, I hear the abundance of rain. I hear it. I'm convinced about it. The guy had faith. And faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. He has not seen it, but he had faith. And the Bible says that our elders, they received a good report because of their faith. And the Bible says anyone who comes to God must know that he is. And he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. He says that you, it is because you did not see the hands that were pierced. That is why you don't believe. Now look. You see? You look. Do you see? Do you see this? Now you believe it. But blessed are those who have not seen but yet they believe. <laughs> Hallelujah! So Ahab said, listen, I hear the abundance of rain. Just go and eat. And the man of God He went to pray. He went to pray. That was what Eli did. After praying for Hannah, he said, oh, I didn't know that you were looking for a baby. I'm sorry. But the Lord will cause your request to come to pass. Then he went, he went to his chamber and he prayed for Hannah. He said, Lord, I have given your word. Let it come to pass. I have given your word. It must come to pass. I lay hold on the promises Open the treasures of heaven. Po. 
oh a blessing oh god are you not the god of israel are you not the god of isaac jacob are you not the god who made a way where there seemed to be no way where are you when we call upon you answer us oh god by fire because i have given your word i have told ahab there is going to be abundance of rain lord you have to glorify yourself but 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 you don't go and then you know cover yourself with your comforter you 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 don't do that but rather you pray hallelujah otherwise it's as though god is a liar but he's not a man that he should lie bless the lord oh my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name bless the lord 